Welcome to the She Will Shine podcast, where we bring you the real stories of female business owners. My name is Danielle Price and I'm the founder of She Will Shine, a supportive business network for women. It's time to give a voice to women in business and discover their journey. Hi everyone and welcome to the She Will Shine podcast. Today we have the lovely Kelly Williams with us. How are you, Kelly? Yeah, great. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for being here with us. It is very exciting. I finally got you. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly is the founder of Pasco Tales, which is a retail store in Pasco Vale, which um, provides um, eco-friendly giftware and products. And it's an awesome little store to just pop in and browse around. I've done that many a time. And today she is with us sharing her story. So, Kelly, I thought we might start. You weren't always in retail. You had a career prior, that's the right word, prior to that. Um, can you share a little bit about that? So, I've this is really my tree change from uh, t- a teaching career. So, I've been teaching music and flute for my whole career um, since I left school. And, um, yeah, it, mostly through the Catholic system, secondary, um, and then got more and more involved in... Uh, a permanent teaching job with all different roles, um, leadership, um, uh, ensembles, um, regular teaching, classroom teaching, private teaching. It sort of kept branching and branching. Hmm. And so how many years were you doing that for? Oh, gosh, over 25. Yeah. Yeah. And why the change? Why the tree change, as you said? Oh, it had been brewing for a couple of years. I think teachings, uh, anyone that's been near teaching understands that um, the actual teaching side of teaching is with the kids is fantastic. Um, the pressures around that and beyond that um, have got more and more and more. Um, and I just started needing to change. And the idea of doing a shop had started brewing in the back of my head for a couple of years. So yeah, took the leap. Leap of faith. And that was, was it two or three years ago now? Three years ago. Three. Yeah. It's gone yeah, fast. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. And so you had a year before COVID yeah but you went into retail no retail experience how how was that sort of the learning when you first start this is prior to COVID so forget about COVID for a minute um how was the learnings when you sort of started that process um yeah it was really interesting um because I'm used to and I enjoy studying I thought um you can look up everything to do with business on the internet, um, but you don't know if you're getting the right information. You don't know if you're going to the right pages, the right organisations. Um, and I, I just wanted to have an overall picture. So I went and did the Small Business Victoria um, starting a business workshop. I think it was for like three hours or something. And that was sort of the launching pad for that. Um, and through them, they have a mentor service, so you can book in with a mentor. Um, so I found one that um, had years and years of retail and took my business idea to him. And he just goes, yeah, just get started. And, and, and that was good to have him to actually go. It's almost like I was waiting for permission to start. Yeah. And he was the one that went, yep, go. Just go. Yeah. This is good. Um, you just validated I- your idea. Yeah, yeah, and just someone independent because I think with family they can always go, oh, you need to be careful of this and watch out for that. And he just went, yep, go. And I went, okay, we'll just go. (laughs) Um, But I also did a um, a Cert 3 in micro-business operations. So I actually went and looked for a formal course because I quite like that structure. 
um, and I went through TAFE and then they the course that I found was through my training in Queensland. It's just an online course. Um, and I reckon they stopped me making so many mistakes. It was like business for dummies. And they literally walk you through starting up a business and getting you to investigate the market and um, write your business plan, you know, all the steps you need to do. Um, and it was a lot of work because um, like I'd done my master's and a post-grad certificate and there was, and this was a cert three and it had as much work as those levels. So it's, um, it was, um, yeah. yeah, it was a really good course, really, really good course. I love how, like, when I started my business, Kelly, I did, I just, I just started, like, no idea about anything. I just started and it's like, I wish I had known someone like you there. <laughs> <laughs> you would have told me to do those things because I just, like, jumped in, you know, both feet and thought, okay, now what's next? Yeah, I, I just didn't want to have, I wanted the full picture. Yeah. So I, I wanted, because I thought, oh, I can look up this, 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 but I may not understand that I need to look for this, this, and this, you know. So I, I was really, really good that way. So you yeah. kind of became the student yeah, for a time yeah. after all the teaching. That's yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. But I was quite surprised because um, towards the end they were sort of making a big deal of the study that I'd done and the fact that I opened up. So it sounds like in that course there's a lot of people who just do the course and never start their business. Which I yeah. thought's kind of—it's a shame because you do all that work and you know you want want to get something out of it at the end. It depends where you are, like at what point you are in your life as well. If that makes sense, mm. you know, if you do something like that out of uni, you can't. Yeah. Oh yeah, I might use that in the future, but then you might work for someone else beforehand or whatever else. Yeah. So yeah. I guess it's what stage you're at with yourself personally. Yeah. As exactly. well. Yeah. yeah. And how did you find the online? Because that was before it had to, things had to be online. Yeah, I'll, I'll look, it was it was absolutely fine. I'd done um, an Italian degree online. Um, so I was kind of used to that system and that was through UNE. So I was in New South Wales. So I'm kind of used to that system. And I think too, we'd done a lot of things online with our kids anyway, with our school, because we'd had to set up portals and all, put everything, all our courses were up online. This was well before covid so, I mean, from that point of view, I think teaching would have been a little bit easier because all those systems were already in place yeah, for, for yeah. teaching. But, um, yeah, yeah, so it wasn't too too different. But, um, yeah, yeah, it was good. But it was also good because I could start the business during the day and then study at night if I wanted to do that. It was good. So the, the doors opened to Pasco Tales three years ago. Yeah. And how did you find on-the-job training? The actual oh, my practicality gosh. of it all. Oh, it's like the first, the first few weeks were like deer in headlights and, you know, <laughs> absolute deer in headlights. And when I look back at the pictures of starting and how minimal the fit out was and there was and how few products I have compared to now, it's quite funny. But, um, yeah, the area, the pe people in the area were craving it and that's what I was hoping for and I was thinking was the case. So everyone's just like embraced it and now I just get to let it grow. Yeah. All those things as well, because you're, you're very much about supporting local designers and local makers. Yeah. So yeah. was that really welcomed into the Pascaval area? Oh, for sure. But one of the things that really surprised me, I don't know why, but there are so many makers around. And one of the things I wasn't prepared for was maybe two or three times a week, someone would come in and start the conversation of, oh, I'm a maker, will you take my products? And and at the start I was like oh I want to make all these people happy and I want to take all their products and um, what I ended up doing was taking too many makers on and financially that 
pretty soon I went, yeah, this is not sustainable. Yeah. So I think at one point I ended up with 50-something makers in oh, wow. um, and I had to just cull down to, I think I've got 29 now or something. But, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. so that was part of the learning curve for sure. But it yeah. still happens um, now is people keep coming in and they don't understand why you can't take their products because they see that you don't have their product. But it's like financially it, do- it, doesn't, it doesn't work that way. And I guess that's how you've learned over the years as well. Yeah. Learn from mistakes. As yeah, you all do. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I guess, you know, like that's the thing, right? So you live in the suburbs, in the northern suburbs where you are, and you're a maker and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. Look at this amazing store here. And so people yeah. get excited and yeah. want to have their products so you can understand it from both ends of the, of the spectrum oh. as well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But And in, in the back of your mind, you just hope that with everyone that you refuse, um, you don't. They don't turn away then and start going. Oh, she's not really supporting local makers or something like all that doubt sort of creeps yeah. in. But um, I, th- I don't think that's the case. But and I try and explain it well. And um, you know, yeah, I just say I, I usually, you know, you have to have your sentences ready to go. I think is the lesson in there. And over time, you develop those sentences to just say, look, I can't take anyone right now. Um, but I've got a thing on my website that says if you're wanting me to kind of keep your information just give me a little a4 page um just your details a couple of photos what you do and i'll file it and but it's amazing like i i say that to a lot of people and go i that's where i'll go when i'm ready for someone new but so few people go through with that one little step very very so yeah it's interesting yeah Yeah. and a lot of um i learned too along the way that i can't take on makers um that can't give me paperwork and there's a lot of sort of more hobbyists and as opposed to makers. So learning those different levels of maker. Um, some are very f- much further down the line. Everything, they've got polished, you know, websites and Instagram accounts and um, their labelling is good and their testing is good. Whereas you'll get someone who's just started doing something and expecting yeah. you to take it good. So learning that as well has, has been um, pretty important. Well, I guess there's a thing, isn't it? You know, you're a business, that's your income. You need the people that you're collaborating with to also realise that and take that into consideration and yeah, meet absolutely. you at that point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think you've got to have a range of products as well. So, you know, so many people, for instance, make cards. So you can't take 25 people who have cards. So, um, yeah, but it's it's exciting to know we've got so many creatives around, you know. It's really, really good. Yeah, And I, I think there's... Um, for someone that had the money and the investment and was willing to take the risk, I think there's actually the room for a much bigger shop, a bigger sort of collaboration, a co-op, something bigger with lots more makers. And, yeah, and I've talked to lots of small businesses around here where we've particularly lots of women and um, we just said, oh, what if we had this co-op with, you know, eight or ten of us in there, you know, um, running out individual shops together? There's a real thing. But at the moment, the risk and the finance and yeah. it's too tricky. After the last couple of years, no one's got excess cash floating around to kind of no. take the leap either. Yeah, yeah. 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 When you opened your store, Kelly, did you know you were going to focus on the eco and the um, support local sort of um, area or did you have a different feel for how your store would run? Um, Yeah, it's very different to what I intended, which I think is normal with business plans, isn't it? Um, Everyone goes, make one, but it'll probably go out the window pretty quick. Um, The What I was looking, I was, the reason I opened it is because I was looking for a shop around. There was nothing in my area. 
And I wanted the kind of shop where if I went to Dalesford for the day or Kyneton for the day, those little gift shops that you go into, I wanted that in the suburbs. And um, I am very passionate about the eco side of things and responsible retail because you go into any store and it's just a sea of plastic. And it just does my head in. And um, I'm also, I'm vegan, but I I don't preach it in my shop. My shop's just vegan. So because as a vegan, you go into a shop and you have to turn every product over and work out if it's, you can buy it. So anyone can walk into my shop and everything's vegan, done. But again, I'm not throwing it in your face. Um, So that was important to me. Um, But the eco, I've got an eco range from a distributor of sort of homewares and um, cleaning products and all of that. I was never intending to have that in the shop. So, and that's become probably about a third of my business now. Yeah. Um, And that's a good range to have because I learned from them like how to go through a distributor, which means you can stock a wide range, but just a few of each thing. Whereas if I went to all those companies individually, they'd all have a minimum and it's impossible. So you'd be having to spend 300 here, 500 there, whereas like for that $500, I can get lots of mix Across of stuff. The board, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and my area is a very green area. So lots of, you know, backyard veggie patches and gardens and um, lots of hard rubbish collection, sharing, rescuing. So um, that people are, were really craving that and I didn't realise. So that was really a really nice surprise. So did you, like your shop, I know that it's where you live. Yeah. Did you intentionally do it for you to be close to the like close to the shop, or did you do a bit of research in you know this area? People do this, this, and that, and it would suit. Um, in terms of sort of my location, choosing the location. Yeah. The yeah. Shop, yeah. Um, yeah. I wanted it local because I didn't have that facility. I didn't have that shop near me, and I'm always yeah. really last minute with gifts. Like I'm yeah. useless. So um, I wanted somewhere. Not anymore. I could- not anymore. And I wanted somewhere I could just duck down last minute and grab something because it would always be, you know, the chemist or Bunnings or Officeworks or something was my last go-to, you know. Um, so, and it makes me really happy on a Saturday morning or a Saturday afternoon and someone comes in and goes, oh, my God, I'm on the way to a barbecue. I've got to go and do this. Or I'm on the way to, you know, whatever. I've, I, I forgot to get a present. And I'm like, that's why I'm here. So they're the little things that make you really happy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and this is the first time I've worked and lived in my own community. So I've been like the last fifteen years, I commuted to, oh, to back to to Malvern and back every day. So, yeah, my my commute's like four minutes now. I'm very happy. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. It makes such a difference, doesn't it? It really does make a difference to your day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and just, just the energy that I've actually got energy at the end of the day. And so now we're post COVID. Let's kind of go back to that sort of tough time. Mm. you had um two years ago when you had to shut the doors yeah I of course I, you know you're part of our Shiwashan community and I am a great advocate for your store I love you popping into your store every now and again having a little browse a little potter around all your little things <laughs> um how was it for you when you first heard that you would have to close the doors um I think we didn't know what was ahead because it was such a yeah. day-to-day thing we didn't know what was coming or for how long and it was just, okay, these are the rules now, this is what I have to do, what do I do and, and adapt. Um, and it didn't bug me so much in that the last eight months before that everything had been new. Like, so it was just more new, if that yeah. makes sense. 
Yeah. Um, you weren't settled in any, like you didn't have, you weren't operating for years and years on this certain path and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was interesting. Um, yeah, it didn't bother me. And I'm, I'm an introvert, so it having, like, I sort of ended up with a routine of working in the shop in the, during the morning, um, doing my deliveries at lunchtime and then working from home in the afternoon. And that routine was really, really good because I still had to go to work. So I sort of made that routine. And um, I think, too, I, like I made a point of doing some exercise before I went to work. So just um, keeping that routine, keeping fit, that, that kind of thing made a big difference. Um, and I think because the, the, some of the benefits, because um, Australia Post, as we all know, the postage during COVID was terrible. That actually worked in my favour because people in the area knew they could still get something from me the same day. Yeah. Um, and that, that made a really big, big difference. Um, the first lockdown, I wasn't making masks. And then that little, that first short one, shorter one. And then in between when I'd seen a couple, uh, a few customers had come into the shop and one of them said, why don't you make masks? And I thought, oh, no, I've missed that boat. We've, you know, we're out of lockdown now. We're past that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've Never mind, you know. Yeah. Um, and then it all again, as we know, lo- lockdown happened again for a, quite a while. Um, and I went into mask making mode, and the, there was a month of, um, gosh, I think I worked eight thirty to ten, eight and thirty in the morning to ten thirty at night, and just in mask mode for about you know, over a month of, um, yeah, nonstop. Sorry, Kelly, your sewing machine was in the back of your shop when you were sewing away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then like the online orders were just out of control and, um, you, you know, eventually sort of work out. I worked out I could make 54 in a day, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you hand make hand sewing, that's a lot. Um, so then I could start taking bookings and say, oh, I'm eight days. At one point I got eight days behind um, with orders and just stopped taking orders. So that sort of stuff, um, that actually went crazy. And then, but that financially, that helped keep the business afloat quite well. So. Yeah, and then I had mum cutting fabrics in the end to keep up as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, it was very bizarre. But, again, it was just more new. This is what we're doing now. This is what we're doing now. And, um, yeah, yeah, that kept it going. Do you think because of it being new, excuse me, because of it being new and because you're constantly having to change to work out, you know, the best way forward for your business, Mm. it wasn't as, I'm not going to say traumatic because, I think it was still traumatic for you with the business and the overheads and you had to make sure that you're meeting. Mm. Um, but do you think it wasn't as maybe painful as in, um, you know, like you didn't have your routine set in stone. You didn't have your business set in stone before this sort of came about. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Hands down. Um, and I think there were, there were a few other factors as well. I mean, I, my business basically um, I had to get help from family in lockdown four. So by then, the, the money wasn't keeping up. Yeah. Um, and then I got the government help, lockdown five and lockdown six. And otherwise, I would have, I actually would have gone under. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and now it's all fine. But um, the, the other things too that were kind of, there were a few things that happened by luck that actually helped me out in that I've kept my business model very inexpensive. Um, so, and I'm, and I'm also lucky I only have to support me. So there, they were two of the things. So things like small things, like I run my internet for the shop off my phone, so I'm not paying for extra internet. Um, uh, I've kept my, there are a few things that were lucky, like my water bill, a lot of my bills are quite low. Um, there's one big, big insurance one. 
Um, and by then I'd kind of started to work out the routine. So, but yeah, I don't, my, my rent is reasonably low as well. So I've kept it as cheap as I can, yeah. which has helped. I, I like, even with the government help for my business was a lot for other businesses. It probably would not have made a drop of difference for the amount that they were giving. Um, yeah. So uh, some of that was a lot of luck as well. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it was interesting, but just just that, that whole pivot word that everyone was talking about was um, exactly what we had to do. Well, that's what I, like, I've, as I said, I was following you and talking to you during the, the whole process and I would go on socials. I'm like, oh, look what Kelly's up to now. This is awesome. Like you'd come up with something each week or each few weeks that to something new to keep things kind of fresh and happening. Yeah. Um, I'm just in amazement of what you've done over COVID. How did that, did you, do you feel you did that successfully? Yeah, I think so. Um, I laugh because I have a whole lot of degrees up on my wall, which is not big noting myself. But the funny thing is I have all these degrees on the wall and not one of them is in sewing. And now, I, and, and I've, because of the masks, that started off a sewing path. Um, but I laugh because, you know, we, we plan all these things in our lives and then we you go off and do something else, you know. Um, and so we started with the masks and then now, and then I went and sort of, all right, what else can I sew? And so I can't sew clothes. I can't sew difficult things because it just, by the end of the day, makes me angry because <laughs> you start, you know, get tired <laughs> and you start making mistakes. And all right. So I went, what, what can I make that's easy, simple, profitable that people actually want to buy and helps them you know, so I went, you know, little little things like headbands and um, uh, little scarves and things like that. But then heat packs. So heat pack, I've become the heat pack lady. So, you know, you just don't, uh, none of this was in the business plan. None of it. Which And I find that quite amusing. I, I kind, that's what I like about business. Um, so, yeah, now it's just the, the sewing kind of kept me going because it was the profit. I didn't have to buy from somebody else, a maker or a distributor. or So pretty much all the profit was just mine and that was my time. And the fabrics are quite, you know, inexpensive. So, um, and then I set the, <laughs> I set my sewing up, my sewing table up in the window. So even though people couldn't come in, we could wave at each other through the window. So still trying to build and maintain community. Um, because um, the cafe next door was able to be open so the traffic was still there and then they you know we could wave at each other and message and and I could still deliver to them so um, and that worked really well yeah Yeah. what other thing that you've um, restarted because I know you're doing this prior to COVID and I know that I came in I came in with my daughter to your store one night it was in between lockdowns where we could have I think it was like 10 people or whatever the limit was yeah. And you held a beautiful night of music. Yeah, yeah. And I'm loving how you're combining your love of um, like different crafts and different music and incorporating them into the store. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that I need to get ramped up again because it's such a nice little space. And a lot of people in the area are asked, really want a wine bar. So I'm saying, all right, how can I have wine nights combined with music and so that I'm not quite back to that point yet um also there's a massive backyard in my shop so one of the dreams right before COVID hit was to open up that space and have some acoustic nights and so that's all still there but not going strong yet but um I've managed to get the workshops got the in the arts and crafts and sewing workshops going again which that's that's for the current step 
and having sort of a terms block booked ahead of time. So that's going to happen for the first time this term. So that feels like a big step. And once that gets running, then we'll move across family concerts. So, yeah, a bit of event management as well, which is something that I've already done before. And I think it's a beautiful way of also... Like it's it's you, Kelly. You know what I mean. Like that's that's yes. your personality. They they're your loves, and you're bringing that yeah. to your community. Yeah, yeah. And I figure if if I crave those things and they're not in the area, other people must be craving them, surely. So yeah, you're yeah. not the only one. Yeah, yeah. So so far so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I want to focus on COVID because now we're coming out of that. Um, how have things picked up for you? Um, yeah, I mean, again, I'm in touch with a bunch of um, female business owners in the area and some are online and some have actual spaces, um, bricks and mortar spaces. And we all found the same thing, which was very bizarre. When we came out of lockdown, everything got worse and it got worse for about two months and it was dead mm-hmm. and everyone was not, not spending and we're all like, what's going on? We don't understand. And I think we, we just assume, you know, everyone's trying to work out what their lives are like again, getting new routines. And I think a lot of people are exhausted because suddenly they had, um, they were scheduled again and they were busy again and we're not used to it because we've been so quiet for so long. Um, also, obviously, there's not as much money circulating uh, and, and our habits had changed. Um, but, yeah, that, those first two months were a bit, you know, hold your breath. And, you know, Christmas was good, but then the January, February was usually quiet, but it was quieter than normal. Um, but uh, since then it started to come back, you know, bit by bit and, you um, yeah, it's been it's been tricky and it's it just feels like a series of quiet because usually in retail you have ups and downs and you know busy days, busy seasons and quiet yeah. seasons. But there's been so such a long stretch of quiet, it's quite hard. But again, because I'm only supporting myself and my business models inexpensive, um, it's been okay. Like I've been fine. Yeah. Have you thought about hiring staff? Uh, I have, um, but it's such an expensive proposition. Yeah. And at the moment, it's not stable enough to do, like, so to, just to support myself is still just enough. Um, and I know I spoke to one of the girls who has a, an ice cream shop up the road and she said, you know, if you're employing someone for minimum wage or a little bit more, um, it actually costs you probably double that or, you know, it, it's actually not what you think it is, it's more. Um, yeah, so, I mean, down the track I'd love to, but um, at the moment it's not feasible. I think, though, because of the business being very much about you and your loves, mm-hmm. like, it's so much, like, of course, you know, you're going to need to hire staff eventually when you get bigger, blah, blah, blah. But how nice is it to, um, I enjoy it, walking into your store <laughs> and chatting to you. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's that relationship, there's the community aspect, yeah, and it's yeah. all very much tied to you being in the store as well yeah yeah. no pressure to be there every day or anything (laughs) (laughs) and that's the thing too is I I, sometimes I think about hiring somebody in and then I think oh gosh you know because you do so much of it in your own head um it's like how do I get someone who cares about it as much as me and I don't think any staff member is ever going to care as much as you do because it's your baby it's your baby yeah yeah, yeah, but um, I mean that's still a way off. But yeah, I'm sure there'd be someone out there who'd um, you know, take good care of it. And yeah. but at the moment, you know, if I need to go off and do something, mum comes in. So um, and she, I think she enjoys it. Mums are the best, aren't they? <laughs> do you miss teaching? Um, I'm still doing some. Um, because yeah. I've got my Sunday Monday off. Um, I 
filled in for someone all of all through term one just at one of the schools and I've done a little bit of emergency teaching on on Mondays so it's still there and I still teach at home so I I don't miss the I, I want to say I, there's a better word but I don't miss the nonsense of teaching so yeah. and um the actual teaching I loved and um yeah I do miss it from time to time yeah and I miss the kids and you know they're funny to be around but um I don't miss the pressure so yeah, yeah the pressure I, I love the fact this is I'm relaxed every day I'm not spending my home time recovering from the work you know I get home and I could go out again yeah so even though I've given up a really really good salary um I'm more relaxed than I've been in a long time and um yeah have energy and just and calmer so it's yeah I'd rather be like this and have a low income than what I had I think yeah yeah the balance is better Yeah, yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah um, did you, when you sort of left full-time teaching, mm. did you think if this doesn't work out, I can always go back? Oh, I think that's always there. Yeah. Oh, and, and I'll maintain my teaching, um, my teaching registration um, only because it's impossible to get back if you lose it. It's really hard. Um, but, yeah, I'm still at a point like that. And it's very hard to let go of your old identity. Yeah. And I don't even know if you have to, but um yeah it's very hard because I was known to a certain degree in that industry um to go into another one it's very hard to let go of being known um yeah yeah I think it's uh, that's one of the challenges I think it forms your story like Mm. that's who you are that's where you've come from that's part of you yeah and I think too um there's some it's probably just in my head but the idea of being in a shop is somehow lesser than being an educator. And it's not, but it's just me getting my head around that. Yeah, it's interesting because retail, you know, people go, I'll read to just get a job in retail. But it's like, well, it's actually more than that. I think too, part of the course that I did made me realise too how many of my skills from teaching and admin and teaching were transferable into what I'm doing. It's not actually a brand new set of skills. Um, yeah. And I still get to do teaching in the classes and the workshops as well. So that's a good a good switch. I was going to say a well-oiled machine, but you've got something that's working really well. You've created something that the, the community needed. You're um, building community around your store in itself. Mm-hmm. I know that you're thinking, you know, down the track, more workshops, wine bar be nice, something similar to that degree. Do you think, like, that will be, is that, the, is that the end goal or do you think there's another end goal? No idea. I think, I think COVID put a bit of a spanner in the works because it's been survival really for three years, not, yeah. not being able to grow. So, and, yeah, it just had to throw all the thinking effort into just surviving. Um, so yeah, I don't really know at this point because to grow, like you're saying, requires probably more staff. So making that shift is a whole different set of commitments and, and different mindset and growing. Yeah. Because I can I can quite happily stay in the size I am by myself and just keep ticking along. So yeah, over time I need to work out what I'm aiming for. Well, that's the thing as well, isn't it? We don't all want the big empire. The business mentor I had goes, you know, well. 
think think big and you know you might open your second store and I went what do you mean well hang on what a second store what but I don't I don't know that I can I don't know I don't think that's what I want but even like you're saying the wine but you gotta have a pop-up wine bar like once every six months or I don't know for three weeks a year or whatever it is you don't have to commit to a full-time extra business yeah it's exactly right having that flexibility to just schedule a term at a time and you can take you know add and take as you please but there is a real I do believe that with a decent investment and a whole bunch of people you could do a bigger much bigger scale I think the community wants it but it's just a whole other proposition I think that that is there um but that's at the moment that's a big risk so Kelly over the last three years what do you think has been your biggest learning probably just how retail runs I think not so much about being with customers already knew um, managing people already knew event management already knew um, really about how retail runs and um, how suppliers work and distributors work and how to move stock and yeah it's really the retail specific parts of it I think were the biggest biggest challenges and um, how far your money will go and how much stock will fill up certain amounts of shelves and managing that and cash flow, I think, are the biggest ones. I think you've done amazing over the last three years. Like I said, every time I would look on socials or kind of see what you're up to, you're up to something different and you're pivoting and I know we don't like that word as much as as, um, some people do, but it's like you've met the challenge head on, Kelly. Like seriously, watching you over the last two years has been just amazing. You've been really inspirational. Oh, thanks very much. <laughs> Sometimes it's it's so hard to um, not put, you, you keep getting tempted to put things on Instagram that are not negative, but, uh, you know, I'm, and a lot of people put, I'm struggling with this, I'm struggling with that. And again, I, I just went, every now and again, I went to post with something that was, you know, not working, I was frustrated or having a bad day. And I went, no, no, I'm just going to keep sending out good stuff to, to the customers because they're having their own issues and I'm just going to... Yeah. Here's, some, here's a little bit of happiness for the day, you know, and I think that's worked, even though you're tempted every now and again to, you know, put something out. <clears throat> um, yeah. yeah, I, th- I think the little bits of positive are what we need. And it's not here I'm a perfect store kind of posts or anything, but just, yeah, there's a little bit of joy. Yeah, we all need a little bit more joy in our days, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> still, we still need it. <laughs> Kelly, 10 years ago would you have thought that you would be doing this now no 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 I was in the in the busyness of teaching and the world of craziness and just go 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 long hours no no would you have thought you'd be running a business ever in your life uh no No. I wasn't thinking beyond teaching because I was so ingrained in the system and the job and the yeah no no, but um, one of the, the one of the funniest things, one of the things that stuck in my head was actually from a movie, um, and I don't know if you know, it's complicated with Meryl Streep and um, uh, Meryl Streep and Alec Baldwin, um, and she runs this. It's all the Nancy Myers films, and she has a bakery, and it's the most stunning bakery, and that's actually one of the things that twigged me to have. this idea of a beautiful shop that people can walk in and just escape everything and yeah this luxury and that was one of the things that tweaked me and that I think it's probably one of the first things yeah this and I thought yeah I can do that but um yourself there yeah 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've also, I, when I left school, I got an interior design qualification. So I think that's been brewing as well. And this is where I can get it out of my system. So use those art oh, skills. Well, the store's gorgeous. The way you arrange it, it's just beautiful. Like I said, I potter around. I go from little yeah. section to section and sort of have a look at what you've got. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it's beautifully laid out. And obviously, like, you know, you're bringing your skills to the table that you've learned over the years. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 really fulfilling, but it's it's just been a big mind shift. So from you know a very long career in one direction. So yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time today, Kelly. It's been fabulous talking to you. Finally. <laughs> no, thanks for talking to me today. It's been really lovely. And it's nice, you know, we always move forwards in our um our, our paths, but it's nice to actually look back and go oh yeah I've actually come a long way and you know and uh, yeah 100% and we've got new community and I have the sheep will shine you know team and um yeah met lots of new people so yeah it's amazing you know what before we go I was thinking the other day about all the amazing women that I've met because of she will shine that if I had been working for someone else or staying at home with my kids I would never have had the opportunity to meet such a varied group of amazing women and like of all ages yeah yeah and and supportive is the biggest thing yeah. the supportive yeah. ones because there are other networks out there women's networks but I don't feel connected to that at all um but this one I feel very very connected and even though I may not see everybody all the time um I know it's there and it's like yeah. this little safety safety spot you know and everyone's very similar in their generosity and kindness and support and knowledge and yeah it's, it's brilliant absolutely brilliant oh, thank yeah. you thank you for sharing thank that you. kelly <laughs> <laughs> awesome well we'll chat again soon kelly no doubt yeah um i am constantly watching your space because like i said you're just doing amazing things um but definitely if you're in the northern suburbs of melbourne um, in pascaval uh, what's your address there sussex street what number kelly 248, 248. 248 Sussex Street, Pascal Vale. Um, head down and visit Kelly in her gorgeous store. Highly recommend it. Um, but, yes, thank you so much for your time today, Kelly, and I'm looking forward to chatting to you again soon. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode of the She Will Shine podcast, we invite you to check out shewillshine.com.au. She Will Shine is the essential support network you need to grow a thriving, meaningful business. We can help you grow your network, connect and develop genuine relationships, be supported and support others in building and growing a successful business on your terms. Say goodbye to working alone and become a member at shewillshine.com.au.